0: You're listening to Holy Family Parish in Hanover, Ontario, Canada. We're so glad you could join us for this presentation. For more podcasts and video, and to learn more about us, visit our website at holyfamily.ca
1: Hello there. Welcome to Thursday Night Appetizer. It's Thursday night, March the 3rd, 2022. And I am really trying to sound excited today. <laughs> I can, can tell, tell. I can tell. Stan, <laughs> my friend, I am... Oh, so I'm Sam. Um, I'm the... Still the Director of Youth <laughs> and Evangelization here at Holy Family. And um,
0: Oh boy. I'm here with uh, my friend Charles. Sam, I am so grateful to be here today because I could be doing like a million other things, but nothing would give me more joy, seriously, than sitting here with you and recording Thursday and Appetizer because I love Thursday and I love Thursday and Appetizer. I know. I love
1: Thursday and Appetizer. I love Jesus and I love uh, the Holy Spirit and I love in some ways the Catholic Church, which I represent and work so hard for. Um, I just got off, a, I was just ill, I was sick for the last uh, 10 days. I know we recorded uh, Thursday Night Baptizer remotely last week, but I was quite, I wasn't feeling great that, Yeah, that And I had a, kind of a rough weekend, so I'm happy to be back, happy to be this side of the grave for a little while longer. Apparently Jesus isn't done with me yet here on earth, so mm-hmm. um, he probably knows I can do more, still do more good here than I can in heaven.
0: Or maybe he's trying to prolong the time before you get to heaven because you're really annoying to him.
1: Or maybe he just knows that I need time to, like, expiate all of my sins before, you know, that I'm, I'm basically I'm in trouble. That could
0: be it, too. While we're talking about stuff, just last week I asked my wife if I was a good listener, and she said no.
1: I think you said that at Thursday night after I oh, okay, last Okay, sorry.
0: Week. I got the same old stories over and over.
1: I know, I'm just recycling.
0: Um, I guess my point is... We recycle! True. <laughs> uh, that... Um, t- one of the most difficult things in life which is what we'll be talking about is the word we're going to talk about temptation and sometimes one of the things i I was thinking about is how temptations are often to big dramatic not sometimes the big dramatic things like you really feel like killing somebody like literally have you ever felt like that i haven't actually but other kinds of like really big serious things
1: you mean like before today or
0: yeah before today (laughs) Gosh. But what I was going to say... Um, I think there's been a few days where I haven't thought of killing somebody. Oh, that's good. Um, to being honest. It's the little kind of grinded out little things that... Where the really serious temptations typically are in, in our lives, in most people's lives. is like, okay, I'm just going to have a habit of, for me, say, driving a certain way that's I know is aggressive, but I don't care. I don't drive too aggressively, but every now and then I get frustrated, and I think I'm going to pass that person. Um, not always warranted, or just like not 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 necessarily be good a good listener, because I get I'm used to that as a habit. So I was thinking about how temptations are often little ongoing things, habits, um, and then one of the thing one of the things we're going to talk about today, and for us in the Catholic community, beginning of the season of Lent, forty days of dedication to purification, repentance, renewal. Um, it's often the little things that we need to ask for God to help us with. And that's going to be our talk today. So, yeah. We want to show them the theme. It's the last week. Why not?
1: Yeah, you will be found is our theme. Have Mm -hmm. you ever felt lost? Have you ever felt alone? Jesus is searching for you. You will be found, but not in a creepy way. And this is the last time we will show you this theme because this is the last week of our series. You will be found. And at uh, Unify tomorrow night, I will be uh, giving a little talk.
0: You're the main speaker.
1: I'm the main speaker, but what does that even mean now? Um, we're not sure. So
0: I'm actually... I'll must- be saying words. I unify. I'm really happy to be hearing you speak tomorrow night, Sam. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to it because it's our wrap-up evening of our series. As, as this is a wrap-up evening for the Thursday Night Appetizer with this theme, You Will Be Found. I like wrap ups because it's really a send off. It's not a goodbye, it's like, what's next? What, what are we What are we being led into next? And that's really, I might just jump into the backgrounder because that's what we're gonna be talking about sure. today. So as we come to the end of our series, you will be found, we're gonna be looking at Jesus when he's tempted in the desert. There's a passage, actually all four gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John mention. Today we'll focus on Luke chapter four. So the first thing to keep in mind is that in the Bible, the desert means, a place of testing the place where we can't survive where our independence ends and where our reliance on god is renewed that's what a desert is in the in the whole bible this temptation also shows us the reality that jesus is human he's like every one of us think also about who's tempting jesus the devil and the word literally means the one who scatters diabolos Jesus, the beloved Son of God, has been led into a dangerous situation where he risks his humanity, where he can be lost. The devil wants to move Jesus from trusting in God to trusting in himself. This temptation, the first one being to turn stone into bread, asks Jesus to focus on his human needs and to believe that he has no physical worries, he's going to be fine. Jesus responds to this first temptation by reminding us that even if our needs are met, we still need to find meaning and purpose that only God can give. The second temptation is to seek power, to have rule and control over everything around us. But the devil offers this to Jesus in exchange for worshiping him, not God. This offer violates the first of the Ten Commandments, which is to worship God alone. Jesus rejects this offer forcefully, pointing to our true identity, who we really are, is children of God made in his image, and who we are really is fulfilled when we worship God in him alone. So the third temptation, a tricky one. The devil concedes that God is God, but now he wants Jesus to test God. Basically say to God, I don't care about you. I only want to use you. And and Sam will read what the temptation is in a couple minutes, but the devil is very subtle here. He's trying to say, yeah, God has power and God would send angels to save Jesus if he could, But the devil is only doing this to force Jesus not to love and trust in God above all, but instead to try testing God. So really, Jesus shows his love for the Father, saying that he will not test him no matter what may happen. And then you can immediately, I would say, jump to Jesus on the cross. I got this idea from Sam, by the way, the opposite of what the devil is tempting him to. There on the cross, Jesus is hungry and thirsty, completely powerless, crying out to God, Why have you abandoned me? And yet, Jesus on the cross, who is lost, and will soon be dead and buried, shows us just how much he loves the Father, no matter what. So think of yourself, think of me, even if you've been found. We too will be tested by the devil. Sometimes our needs are not met, when we lose control, when we want to test God. And we need to look to the cross, where Jesus shows us the way back to the Father, to the hope of new life in Jesus whom the Father raises from the dead. That's our backgrounder for this week.
1: Great. Okay, I guess I'll lead us in a prayer. Yeah. Is that what you want? That sounds good. (laughs) Oh, I hope I can do it. You can pray. Okay. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Praise and thank you, God our Father. We're so blessed to be here today. So thankful that you have called us, and that you have sought us out and that you continually seek us out in our, in our lostness. Um, because we wander away from you. We, we go looking for other things to fulfill us, to give us meaning and purpose in our lives. And we drift away and we know that you're always looking to bring us back, that you're the true source of fulfillment and happiness and beatitude in our lives, that there's, there's really nowhere else we can turn except to you. And so Lord. Please send your Holy Spirit upon us today, and we need your Holy Spirit in this room, and, and those watching need your Holy Spirit um, to fill us and to inspire us and to give us your grace and just flood over us, Lord, the truth of this passage today. The temptation in the desert. We are so tempted at so many so many times in our lives, so many places in our lives. And we need you. We need your grace. We need your guidance and your strength and your courage to face that temptation. Help us, Lord, to avoid the lies of the devil and the temptations that he places in us. And uh, help us to learn from today's scripture that we can be better prepared to, to uh, face the temptations that come our way. Thank you, Jesus, for the cross, for what you've done for us. Thank you for saving us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Filled with the Holy Spirit, Jesus returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the desert for 40 days. To be tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and when they were over, he was hungry. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become bread. Jesus answered him, It is written, One does not live on bread alone. Then he took him up and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a single instant. The devil said to him, I shall give to you all this power and glory, for it has been handed over to me, and I may give it to whomever I wish. All this will be yours if you worship me. Jesus said to him in reply, It is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him alone shall you serve. Then he led him to Jerusalem, made him stand on the parapet of the temple, and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you to guard you, and with their hands they will support you, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him in reply, It also says, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished every temptation, he departed from him for a time. So the, uh, are you ready? Yeah, yeah, good. So uh, the line I was just thinking about just now is, um, all this will be yours. Mm. (laughs) You always do that when I say mine. (laughs) Mm. Because they're so good, I know. Um, All this will be yours. You know, the the devil's also called the father of lies. Everything he says is, well, not everything he says is a lie, but he twists the truth as well Mm -hmm. into a lie. And to tell Jesus that all this will be yours is like, it already is his, you know, it's like a, it's obviously just a lie, a ploy. Um, the goal really is to get him to worship him. Jesus, Jesus is already the king of the universe. He hasn't fully come into his kingdom. In his or, humanity. In his humanity. He hasn't realized yeah. his king kingship over everything right. yet. But um, he's God. Yeah. And so everything belongs to, everything is already <laughs> under his feet, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so he's already all of it already is his. And I was just thinking about how um, insidious temptation is in that it, it usually involves a lie about ourselves or about something. Um, isn't is isn't there a, uh, one of the saints or somebody said something about um, sin always being like something good. That's yeah. That's twisted. Right. Right.
0: right. Oh, St. Augustine said something like evil has no existence of its own. It's, it's just, it's less like a, a parasite on good Yeah, it's, it's a lack of a good
1: yeah it's a twisting it or yeah parasite right. on good yeah it's not actually something it's something in itself right Yeah. and um i was just thinking about how you know this this idea of power and glory like real power we know as people that have been found by jesus mm-hmm. real power is to surrender surrender our lives fully to jesus that's where real power comes from right it's it's a it's power in weakness you know, like St. Paul said, uh, my strength is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness, mm-hmm. right? This is what Jesus said to St. Paul. Um, his power is made perfect in weakness. St. Paul was complaining about a thorn in his flesh, probably a temptation or a sin that he often fell to, right? right? And Jesus was saying, your weakness is actually when you are strong, right? Which is kind of amazing. Um, it's it's a, like a paradox, right? That, that when we're weakest is when we're strong. But I was thinking that the, the truth is actually that if we surrender Jesus, that's when we will have everything we need, right? That's when we will be truly satisfied and truly full. Um, but what Not do you necessarily say? powerful in, the, in yeah. the earthly sense, but in, in the everlasting cosmic sense, that's when we will be victorious.
0: Yep. Right? But I would say... Doesn't necessarily feel like that. That's true. Yes, very. And, it, so. and the, the 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 practical human reality of, let's say your needs are not met, like you you are hungry or thirsty, literally for some people, um, or your there are things out of control. We just heard about a friend of ours who's had a car accident recently, and mm-hmm. I mean that's just a horrible thing. There's so many ramifications in someone's life for their health, insurance stuff. It's really stressful. I I don't even imagine. I can't even imagine. What That'd be like for, for someone, okay. So you say all that, and you say, Okay, well, you can't have this, you can't have that. Uh, you've lost control, you don't have all your needs met. Uh, you're not even sure if God's really going to be there for you. That was mm-hmm. the third temptation, right? And still, you're fulfilled.
1: Yeah, I know it's, it's, what <laughs> you're <just> saying. <laughs> yeah. That's why the temptation works on us. Right. Because our desire is to have control. Right. Okay. Like we're being tempted to yeah, yeah. like to have control. Our desire is to reach out and grab that control by all means necessary. Mm-hmm. That's why the temptation works. That's why it's effective. Right? Right.
0: So I like the word surrender a lot. That was that was kind of where your your reflections went. And it's interesting because the word that actually got my attention, it comes up, I thought I had to check, is the word if. It comes up three times. Hmm. If. Yeah. The, the devil is always making conditional offers if you are the son of god uh and then he says uh sorry again if you're the son of god turn this stone into command the stone to become bread if you're the son of god throw yourself down from here um and so uh, the, and the second one is actually all this will be yours if you worship me and surrender is is unconditional unconditional surrender um, is a pretty dramatic thing, and that's what God is asking of us. And all of the devil's offers offers are conditional. So the word, the thing I was thinking about actually was
1: that's funny. I never thought of that before. I'll let you finish, but I, I just yeah yeah. That, that's an amazing insight. I think that the devil's offers are always conditional. Right. And I was thinking about in contrast what what God is like to us. Yeah. Right. But anyway, go ahead.
0: Well, actually, I think God's actually more demanding than the devil in what he asks because he, he asks for everything without conditions
1: I mean in, I mean in terms of what he gives he gives both, both it's both ways like if you
0: think of the cross right
1: which this 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 is lent starting stations of yeah, the cross yeah. we're going to be doing that tomorrow night I've been thinking a lot about stations of the cross the cross is an unconditional gift on Jesus's part right to us yes where he's saying I give you everything every drop of my blood yeah every bit of my Royalty and my godliness. Mm-hmm. I'm allowing it to be poured out for you and It's not if there's no condition there. There's no if right. Yeah, it's, it's like It's like I'm gonna do that for you even though There's really nothing you can do in return
0: right we can never earn it we could never devise yeah <laughs> devise it We can never control it mm-hmm. uh, the, because the gift is infinite that's the other thing, it's too. The true, it's, <coughs> it's truly love when it's unconditional. Right. Like, I think that was part of
1: our series last time. hmm Unconditional love. Um, but on, on God's part, in the cross, it's, it's like an unconditional gift, right? There's and, no if. Okay,
0: so another limitation. So another, like,
1: if you behave yourself, then I'll die for you. Or if you give me your heart, then I'll save you.
0: Or if, whatever. Well, actually, and the other thing I was thinking about, the other conditions the devils offers is they're all limited. If you do this, then I'll give you something. Like a limited thing, the devil cannot provide with only with, a, with what only Jesus can, which is, I was I was going to say unconditional love, and I think in a, I think we we only can we really kind of on this earth at the best getting a glimpse of what it's like to experience unconditional love, um, mother like a, a loving mother and her child, two spouses, you know, really great friends, we get we get we get some glimpses of it, but. Part of our human condition is to the tendency to put limits and conditions on love, mm-hmm. um, and I was struck by the fact that as well at the end of the passage, when the devil had finished every temptation, he departed from him for a time. Really, this is a mirror image, as you you pointed out, as I said in the backgrounder when I read when I talked about the backgrounder. Is this this set of temptations is a is the mirror image, the reverse, the bizarro version of the cross. Because Christ on the cross, his needs are not being met. He's hungry and thirsty. He has no power. Forget the kingdom of the world. He's got zero power. And he's not even sure if if God is listening to him, but he's still trusting God. He cries out, why have you abandoned me? So all the things that the devil is putting forward, and Jesus is rejecting one, two, three, um, he completely reverses it on the cross. And that's really really powerful but I also I I kind of I think it it, following Jesus wholeheartedly is even I would say even with his grace which is without which we couldn't do anything um, it's still hard really hard and I sometimes think harder when we see people we care about suffering people of faith then when i think about myself which i've I've suffered a little bit but like we just know people who are suffering and and we're still saying yes we can still trust god even even through this so like i don't know i know this is a theme that's come up a few times like yeah this is all great but it doesn't necessarily feel great when you're in the middle of the journey and we're talking that one of our themes for this, this uh, last evening of Unify, which is coming up tomorrow, is the journey continues, like lost and found, right? Even when you've been found, you know what it reminds me of the end of the, the Lord of the Rings? The greatest evil the world has ever faced has been defeated. It's incredible. And these little characters go back to their home, home community, and the evil is springing up again, like kind of like evil weeds, if you want so evil's not actually gone. Well, He's,
1: spoiler, but Saruman ends up back in the Shire.
0: Right one one of the one of the key evil figures yeah. in the whole in the whole book and,
1: uh, and has wreaked havoc
0: on their on their home community.
1: Basically, started a big industrial complex there and right had enslaved a lot of the the hobbits and
0: killed some, and killed imprisoned some. Yeah, so so they were away saving the world. When they come back home heroes, so to speak. Well, they are heroes.
1: There's a smaller yet still substantial evil back at that home. has taken root back home where they were from.
0: Yeah. Mm. I, I, I think of that as like the image of, of a Christian, someone who's been found by Jesus and has said yes to him and even surrendered to him. Uh, but the journey continues and
1: well, I, I like that first. I like the first line in that reading,
0: yep. which I lost. Filled there, with the Spirit, Jesus returned from Jordan. Yeah,
1: like like once once we once we've been found by Jesus and we receive the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit still leads it leads us into the wilderness, into the desert. Right. right? This isn't this isn't like a one time thing. This is a recurring theme as a Christian. Right. Over and over again, being led from a place of comfort, a place yep. of s- certainty, a place where everything is okay into a time of real challenge and difficulty where we need to rely on God. And I think that's, it's as much, we're as much driven there as we choose it. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, like you were talking about the person that we know, our mutual friend that is going through a really rough time right now. I know so many people like
0: that. Well, sure.
1: And you don't, you don't always choose it, right? Yep. But the choice becomes, will we, will we trust Jesus even in the wilderness or even Mm -hmm. in the dead, this desert that I'm in right now? Or will I, on the other hand, not that you're, following the devil necessarily. I hate kind of using that black and white dichotomy here, but like, um, or will I try to, you know, always be trying to solve the problems on my own? Yeah. Um, you know, we, we, we can also trust that he has a plan and I, I don't know if you, you didn't fully answer it before when you kind of pointed out, you kind of pointed out, well, it doesn't make, it doesn't make it any easier to go through these times when we're not sure, Mm -hmm. you know? And we've, we've been really open about that in this series, like. Like it's it's not like, oh, now that you're found by Jesus, everything's going to be okay, right? It's, right? it's actually kind of the opposite. That's one of the themes I'm working on in, in my talk for tomorrow night. Yeah. Is that um, it's kind of the opposite that being found by Jesus means that it will end in the cross where we're with him there at the yeah. foot of the cross, right? In some yeah. ways we'll be found victorious, yes, but at the cross. Mm-hmm. And what the cross says is that Jesus is with us in all of these things. Yeah, right. He he didn't spare anything to show us, to prove that that he's there, hundred percent.
0: Right? There there are a few different writers who um friend of mine wrote this funny book because he likes he likes murder mysteries. Oh, uh, read, read a lot of them, and he kind of he wrote a little book which is kind of like if you if you think about the death of Jesus on the cross as a murder mystery, who's the murderer? It's kind of interesting. We are exactly. That's exactly <laughs> right. We are. That's one of the other Cheers. things. Like, hey, fellow Mor- murderers. I the know Martin's- that sounds facetious, but Martin is the murderer. I think we are is accurate. Yeah, I know. I know. No, you got you got you solved it because you're a Christian. You kind of know the answer. You cheated. Yeah. Anyway, the thing is, that's the other thing. So if I would have said it, the Jews, it would have been wrong. If you said the Jews <laughs> and the Romans. And the Irish and the Alsatians. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Jews in a specific way, though, because that actually mm. is, imp- it is really important. Um, just a little bit of background, anyway. Like, Luke is the one of the New Testament writers who's not a Jew. The others are all Jews. Yeah. And and Luke is trying to give uh, uh, the gospel, he writes, and, and acts to sort of, like, reveal to non-Jews why would you want to trust the God of Israel? Because to become a Christian, you have to trust the God of Israel. You have to enter into a covenant relationship with the God of Israel. When the God of Israel has not fulfilled, in an earthly sense, the promises he made, but has fulfilled them, that's the point about the cross. The cross is the fulfillment of God's promises to Israel that far exceeds an earthly kingdom, which is what they were looking for. And that's why the devil is still kind of caught up in that mentality. It's like, oh yeah, Jesus, I could trick him by promising him earthly things. Um, and and I think that that's one of the things I... I think I mentioned last week at Unify is that our identity as every single human being is when we are, when we're found at the foot of the cross, we discover our, one of our part, part of our core identity is he's up there because, because of us. The only way that we could be who we are is because we, we have to start to recognize and acknowledge that he died for my sins, not just anyone else. not just for everyone's, but more specifically for me. And that is part of being a Christian that never goes away. That's why like Paul, Paul at some place, I can't remember where, he says like, you know, Jesus died for sinners of whom I am the worst. And I feel like each one of us, in our own probably mediocre ways, kind of say the same thing.
1: Mm-hmm. I actually literally quoted that to myself in my prayer time today. Oh yeah? Yep.
0: Of whom I am the worst. Of whom I am the worst. I'm not even sure what that's from, but
1: yeah. Yeah, well, one of the letters. But, one uh, of Paul's letters. That's yeah. right. Yeah. But I was just—I was just thinking about. I've been given so much. Exactly. Like, in terms of like, oh my goodness, like even just you know, the last temptation is really about doubt, right? Yeah. Like it's about it's about faith and doubt, doubt. in God. He's, he's he's asking Jesus, are you really sure that God is? who he says he is and can do all the things he, right. said, he promised. Quotes the Psalms to him, right? Right, all the way through. And I was just thinking, like, I am just that bad, <laughs> like, if not worse, that, like, I've I've been shown so much. Yeah. And yet I still can't get it together all the time. Like, I just constantly falling for the same tricks over and over again. Um, I get, you know, I guess to, to the message to people out there, it's not any easier now, 23 years after... Giving my life to Jesus, um, in some ways harder.
0: Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? I think it is because I'm like, your friend. I could say that.
1: <laughs> oh well, thank you. So good you have. Thanks for
0: having such a high opinion of me. You know? I have a high opinion of you because <laughs> because no, this is actually <laughs> no, more But I'm things. being serious. Well, I'm being serious too. Wait, okay, you go ahead. I'll, okay, I'll, well, I'll I'll I, I was I didn't have much else to say.
1: Just that, like, it really is like like what I just said about the wilderness. Yeah. About like having to go back into the wilderness, like. That is really a constant experience of mine still yeah like it, and and this going back to the cross and re surrendering my life and then taking it back, and mm-hmm. remember that little skit we used to do with the stool, yeah, 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 you know, like goofy like, a little skit, yeah, you know you're like you're, it's it's this like it's a journey, and it won't be over until we're in heaven, yeah, right, um, but it it really is. Just a constant struggle, and I often think that, like, like even though I even though I've been shown so much in my life, mm-hmm. and I've been blessed beyond. you, you, you know?
0: know, I I remember reading something by Pope Benedict years ago that I I, I hung, kind of hung, hung on to, and he talks about two different ways that Christians have thought about growing in relationship with Jesus, mm-hmm. and one is as growth. And he said that's valid. We do grow. That's that is important. We we grow in our knowledge, our love, our holiness, even. But he said the one he prefers is the image of a journey with ups and downs, like uh, growth is just upward, and a journey with ups and downs is he says more like the reality of being a Christian,
1: like Lord of the Rings.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like at the end there, it's like, yeah, we conquer the greatest evil in the world, but back in our home community, there's there's a little evil, but it's so devastating because it's right close to home again, right? Yeah. Um, and is. I I think this is so important and and I hope encouraging to people if you're a Christian or not a Christian yet um, that what's the encouraging thing for me? The encouraging thing is this is what it is actually, this is the truth of what it's like to be a person and to be a Christian is like, things just keep happening and the way I respond to them, in some ways my complacency can grow much more than it used to because when I was newer in my journey of faith as an adult, a follower of Jesus as an adult, you know, it's like okay, yeah, kind of like yeah, I'm just trying stuff. I really don't know what I'm doing, but at this point, I should know better. And so, the consoling thing for me is, I think it is really important to think about saints, like people who really showed us the image of Jesus, what it looks like to follow Jesus in this life on earth. And so many of them gone have gone through. We just read their stuff. So many different struggles spiritual struggles, struggles with life in the church, struggles with their, their, their help, trying to help other people even. Like uh, there's a woman named Catherine Doherty who uh, founded a community called Madonna. House, still going. Uh, she's originally Russian but moved to Canada and stuff. Well, she often faced accusations of, uh, she, she, she did much to help the poor, especially earlier in her life. She often faced accusations that she was stealing the money that was donated to help the poor often. And the Archbishop of Toronto, was, I think his name at the time was Neil McNeil, this is back in the 40s, trusted her and supported her. But at a certain point, she just had to give up because she was facing so many accusations and so much, I guess, spiritual attack, temptation. Um, and what's, what's an amazing thing for me about people like her, who was not a complacent person at all, is in a mysterious way, they showed what it's like to persevere, even even when you have been let down by others or let yourself down as a follower of Jesus. I think that's the perseverance. Perseverance is just taking the next step and the next step, and I think looking for hope along the way. I think that's that is actually maybe I will say one more thing and ask you. I'll ask you about that now because we do need hope. We're on the we're not alone on this journey. Yep. Yeah. and without signs of hope, I would. We were talking about this earlier, like. We've had other opportunities for work and ministry and vocation. Here we are. Um, and if, if I didn't see hope here, it would be very hard to continue. And, and the Holy Spirit does give us signs of hope. So what are some of the signs of hope that people might look to when they're struggling in their faith? I'm asking you, and you're, you're probably in the middle of a struggle yourself right now, Sam. So what kind of, what kind of I'm asking you to dig and look for a signs of hope that help you to even just take the next step
1: well signs of hope well i mean i i if we hadn't started doing unify i don't know where i'd be at this point mhm like i i i guess i again to uh quit, you know that we've been talking about lord of the rings all i can think of is lord of the rings but sure sure uh the fellowship stands on the edge of a knife right straight but a little right yeah. And, and uh, it'll all fall. And uh yep. and it's like that. I mean, Unify was like a godsend, mm-hmm. you know, and and I mean that literally, not uh figuratively, that right. it was sent to us. And um it's been there's been a lot of signs of hope because of Unify. Mm-hmm. This series in particular, I think we've really seen um that journey, that those ups and downs, but like overall, like <clears throat> people responding, people bringing friends, people coming for the first and second, and third time that, yeah. um, and some of the testimonies were just like amazing and just like, yeah, just little reminders that like the Holy Spirit is still working, still doing things. doesn't matter how much opposition we face, we, there will always be ways that the Holy Spirit can work. Um, usually it's just us that kind of go, ah, floundering and freaking mm-hmm. out, but um that he wants us to trust him right
0: yes and i think a, a word that's always in the back of my mind through lent is the word freedom the you might ask the question like in this in this scenario the devil seems to be in charge uh like he just moves jesus around now he's on top of the mountain now he's in the parapet of the the temple right and he gets to ask me these crazy questions uh like he's in control but he's actually has no freedom because he seems to think that what would what would successfully tempt Jesus are things that actually are tempting but but it's because he doesn't know who Jesus is, and Jesus has a freedom that nothing can take away from him, and I will say this too, like speaking of unify, which i I'm so grateful for, but like a lot of great things um it's 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 it it grew out of a time and a place where where it was needed and i think it's needed more than ever but it's not static that's what i was going to say mm-hmm. right how it's going to grow and change how the holy spirit is going to do different things that we cannot now anticipate is good not in a chaotic or um frenzied way but like with room to grow and breathe in a way that that we can't anticipate and i'll mention another thing i find hopeful and i know you do as well is how many people are are sharing the gifts the Holy Spirit has given them? That's so encouraging to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, last week, for instance, and you know what? Little thing, big thing is what I'd say. It seems like a little thing actually is a big thing. Our friend Brian was the, the MC at Unify. He was a great MC. He was a fantastic MC. Um, Nikki's a great MC too. She's our usual MC. I've been the MC once. I like being the MC. But Brian was great. Just to see someone step into a role that he has not played in our community. And his gifts of like, his his warmth, his openness, his genuineness, his love of Jesus. Um we're all like so present in I thought the way- you were going
1: to say the music. I was really impressed with.
0: But you weren't there. So you're speaking of like I yeah, I was yeah. there and and yeah.
1: And uh okay, so yeah. not not that I'm that's I'm not that special
0: as Nikki said to us 2 weeks ago.
1: It's somewhat hard to replace yourself when you have a role like the music. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like I can't just I can't just ask Deacon Charles to get up there and play music. Nope. Right? There's a there's like a pretty small sliver of the general population that could do even technically like fit, technically like, what I do yeah and which I do poorly but anyway and Claire and Nikki just on almost no notice yeah stepped up there and took lead of the of the band and I thought did a really good job and,
0: and, and of course Johnny and Joe continued yeah, oh, I just wanted to say that. yeah
1: but it. it was like yeah and things didn't go th- certain things didn't go well like it would have been a stressful environment even just if things had gone right but uh, they just did it with grace and poise and and to see their gifts being used in that way Mm -hmm. and like to think that like seven years ago I met Claire she was in grade eight could barely play anything you know it was just amazing it's amazing to see what God is doing with her I was really impressed I was impressed with her song too that she sang yeah and how they had that little uh, monologue in between that's right anyway yeah like it's incredible it's incredible. It was very exciting.
0: Yeah, the one the one evening I wasn't there, I kind of felt the same things like what a privilege to be connected to th- this group of people. And and here's the other thing that I think is so important. It's not just about a, a group of people who happen to be here, but everybody who's watching or listening right now. You know, there there are Christians all over the world, people following Jesus and trusting him in a way that I I've barely begun to do. And Think about people in like war situations and terrible hunger, people who are spreading faith in Jesus, like I've, our friend Mark mentioned, uh, you know, w- while working in sales at uh, the store where he works is like telling people, hey, Jesus loves you. And they, like, they're like they giving him fist bumps, he was saying <laughs> this week. It's like incredible. So It's not just about our community or even people we know. It's like, that's what the Holy Spirit is doing all over. It's incredible. Luke had this. Like I said, the one non-Jewish author of the New Testament, he really is like aware of the non-Jewish world, the world of nations, like plural, a whole bunch of different people, different cultures, different worldviews. And the Holy Spirit comes into into your situation, wherever you are, and says, I want to do something great through and with you here. And that's like, again, like Jesus, like where does it, where, where what, what? Where does Jesus go with all this stuff, right? I mean, he's actually heading into a pretty rough situation. The next three years of mission, which is what he what he's heading into, are pretty, pretty rough. I mean, yeah, lots of followers, but their followers don't understand. And until he dies on the cross and until he's literally I could say literally lost to all of us, lost to death. It's all like actually kind of going out of control for him. They don't. Most of his followers, if not all of them, don't understand the kind of king he is. They're actually—they have the mindset of the devil. Many of them do because they think that if you have your earthly needs met or earthly power, or you get God to do what you want him to do, and yet Jesus' death is like the fulfillment of everything for everyone, incredibly, and and it's like it's not just about us. I do want to say that because, but yeah, obviously, this wouldn't be meaningful to me if I would if I had not experienced this in my life and seeing it in, in your life and the lives of people around us. But yeah. yeah, like he has just so much in store for us. The Holy Spirit is so much in store for us.
1: Yeah. And I was going to say to, I was going to say to the people that are watching, um, if you're like us, always looking for signs of hope, because how can we go on without, yeah, yeah, without hope, right? Um, get on board. Like we, we want to encourage you, like things are starting to open up here. I mean, we've still been, We've been very blessed to be able to do what we've been doing, mm-hmm. but you know, things are getting simpler for us. And, uh, yep. we're starting a program called alpha in a couple of weeks, which is an introduction. Uh, it's a conversation around life's most important questions. And it's a video series, really easy to bring someone to, you can bring someone who's like, maybe just never, maybe hasn't thought a lot about Christianity or maybe has some questions um, but it's a community. It's also starting with a meal at six thirty, so that's a, like a little Wednesday plus. evening starting. So with March come and, and have stands. a meal. Right, the meal's free. Uh, sit down with us. We watch the video and then we discuss. And it's uh, stuff that really matters to people. Not we don't get really you know into the nuts and bolts. It's mostly about what do you think about this? What do you think about God? What do you think about the cross? It's some information, but mainly centered around a conversation. Um, that's a way you can get involved. You can bring somebody with you. You can come mm-hmm. by yourself. Um, obviously the more the merrier. But um look it up on our website, holyfamily.ca slash alpha. And uh yeah, come and find out our reason for hope. Come and be part of it. It's uh it's a movement.
0: It's the Holy Spirit's it's movement. The Holy
1: Spirit's movement. Yep. Yep. That's all I want to say about good. that.
0: Do you think we're good for today, Sam? I think so. Yeah. So um, I've been really happy to be part of the series Lost and Found. We do not have a plan yet for another you will series. You'll be found. You'll be found. Sorry. You will be found. Um, um, I'm really glad as well last week that, as you mentioned, Claire and uh, Nikki, Claire performed and Nikki kind of gave a bit of commentary on the song You'll Be Found and talked about that. You can watch our last week's Unify if you want to. Uh, but I'm, I'm not really sure what's going to be happening next week, except I'm planning to be back here on Thursday Night Appetizer with the word of god and uh, my friend sam great
1: do you want to close in prayer
0: yes i do god almighty father you sent us your son jesus and and today we've been uh, looking at him and kind of wandering around kind of lost in the desert after 40 days and 40 nights of hunger and thirst um, and and he he, he's at a weak moment and and father you, you let him be tested and tempted three times by the devil and we know that for each one of us these times of weakness and and testing and temptation come so today we thank you father that your holy spirit has led us into these situations as hard as they are because we know and trust that no matter what is happening you are truly with us you love us no matter what even if we don't know and don't understand even if we haven't even really met you yet. And we thank you, Jesus, because you've gone before us. You are truly our brother in everything except sin. So you've gone before us. Whatever whatever we may be going through right now, you've gone through as well. You've gone through hunger and thirst and pain and emotional pain and loss of relationships, rejection, death on a cross, all these things. And you did them so that we could have life and freedom. And we thank you, Holy Spirit, who uh, is the one who remakes us, makes us new, makes us new creations. And we we are so hopeful and joyful because of all these things that you are doing for us and with us and in us. And we make all these prayers in the name of Jesus, our Lord. Amen.
1: Amen. Thanks, everybody, for joining us for Thursday Night Appetizer this week. We hope to see you again next week. We will be back. And, uh, well, unless something happens to us. Who knows? We plan to be back. We plan to be back. Hope to see you then. And we hope to see you then. God bless everybody.